0: So this morning I focused on skillful intention, setting skillful intention in the service of cultivating skillful action. Uh, The important point being, uh, the important overall point being that we make the connection to the heart through the action that we take. So the actions that we take. So our, our task is to take skillful action, action, uh, that begins in a skillful intention, when informed by loving kindness, and/or compassion. Uh, we take action informed by that intention. We continue as we're taking action to see to it that we're staying to the intention, and uh, this leads us to good results, uh, to happiness. We practiced with this primarily in the meditation, in the sitting meditation. You know, and I talked about how. Uh, this is where, really where we learn, where I learned uh, to practice in this way, to develop skillful intention. We learn how to do it. We learn uh, the power of it. Uh, and then we bring this into our lives. So in all of our actions, we seek to set a skillful intention or see to it that we're taking action that is wholehearted. Uh, and we pay attention to the results. We see the benefits in doing that uh, and more and more and more we take skillful action. So, <clears throat> the suggestion for lunch was uh, you know, generally you're not meditating, but the idea would be to take skillful action. So, whatever you're doing, if you're on the elevator, can you be on the elevator with an open heart? So, setting the intention let me be here with love, with compassion. Uh, if you're listening right now, can I be here with love and with compassion? Uh, So uh, I'd like to take a little bit of time to talk about that uh, process. Uh, And I think the best way for us to do that, at least to start with, would be to do uh, some small groups. So we'll do groups of two, dyads. Uh, And uh, I don't know if everybody's done these. Do you have the microphone? So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, You know, and of course, what I'm interested in knowing to a large extent, or is the difference between the first diet and the second one, if you noticed any difference. Uh, Certainly, any questions that you have about setting intention are fine, or observations. Yeah, Laura. I noticed on my first one.
1: Thank you, hello? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I noticed on the first uh, time speaking, and I didn't realize it when I was doing it, but I realized after that I was judgmental towards myself. Uh-huh. Instead of um, being positive, I was more like I forgot to ask intentions. Uh-huh. But on the second one, I was a, I, I focused more on. Well, I didn't turn on the TV to see the latest news, uh-huh. and I didn't um, and I didn't um, bring my cell phone back here I traveled without it so I was more like compassion to myself instead of being critical
0: yeah beautiful so I I think one of the interesting things to me one of the interesting things is this like you know we've been talking about this all morning and then we forget to set the intention when we're having a discussion with somebody right Uh, did everybody anybody else notice that that the first time through probably most of us and you know the point isn't meant to be critical it's just that conditioning is really strong. Conditioning is really strong. Uh, So, you know, it's a process, but if you stay with it, you know, and and there's gonna be a lot of times when you're gonna forget, right? But little by slowly, if you keep doing it, it'll become more something that you'll incline to doing. Uh, But it really requires having an intention to do it, and it requires being really present. One of the things I had you do in the second one is, feel the breath, be in the body, and then set the intention. If you're present, then you're more apt to remember i always say you know we want to live on the pause button you know we tend to live on the play button right i rang the bell you want you, you want you hit play you know but the idea would be that we're always on the pause button so before we act first we act ask is this going to be a skillful action right maybe it's going to be like we were talking about this morning when sarah was talking Maybe it's coming from someplace other than skillful. Here, you know, you're speaking, so there could be the intention. I'm going to say something judgmental, but there may just not be any sense of intention. So we pause, and we have the intention to speak with compassion. Anybody else have any? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you talked about the pause, because I find that very awkward. For, uh-huh. You know, it's I'm ready to go. You know, right, right, I hit the, right, right. the bell. I've only got a minute to go. I ran out of time the first time. Uh-huh. I want to get started. Right. So right. I've got to pull back. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing yeah. I noticed <clears throat> when you said to 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 listen with loving kindness, I focus on that more the second time. Whereas the first time, while I'm listening to my partner talk, I'm always thinking about what am I going to say. Right. Yeah. I'm beautiful. I'm focused on my action. Yeah. 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 And when you said the loving-kindness, I was much more focused Uh on my partner, and my sharing tied in with what she said, as opposed to some independent thing that I just wanted to get out to make myself feel good. You really, when you do this, you really see a lot in the listening, right? And it tends to be just what you said, you know, when we get into our own head, it's about us. When you come into the heart, you know, there's a sense of compassion, you know, let me listen with compassion for the being who's speaking. Yeah, Beautiful. It, 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 it is. it can be a little awkward at first, particularly in situations like this. Uh, I think, you know, using the example I used like this morning, uh, when I would go see my mom, it would be like before I knock on the door, I would, you know, so that, that's not so awkward. I'm sitting on the front step, standing on the front. Once you get involved, then it can be, seem a little awkward. But from my experience, not just for myself, but what other people have shared over the years, is it becomes more natural. you know, And you, know, you learn to be able, the hardest is when you're speaking, right? The hardest is when you're speaking, uh, particularly if you're in a conversation and things are moving fast, uh, one of the things, and you see Dharma teachers do this a lot, right? You can pause when you're speaking and set the intention uh, or before you're about to speak, when you're speaking. Now, what tends to start to happen, I know for me, is that for the most part, I'm able to kind of have some sense of the heart and be grounded when I am speaking. Uh, And that just gradually, over time, again, the awareness will start to converge more into the heart. But uh, that's the hardest, usually, when you're speaking. Uh, It's a little easier when you're listening, right? You know, It's a little bit easier. So one of the things that I would usually try to do, even as a teacher, is when somebody's saying what they're saying, I'll try to feel my breath and come into my heart, right? Because it's gonna be harder once I start speaking. So that's usually a good opportunity in a discussion. You know, and particularly, you know, if you know, maybe you're having a discussion with somebody and it's getting a little, you know, a little frayed and there's maybe some, you know, aversive feelings coming up, maybe you can notice that, put them to the side and try to come from compassion. Yeah. But it, it does become more fluid. Anybody else, yeah, Diana Are we about the lunch Well, you can talk about that if you want, uh, or the dyad um,
1: I kn- when I went to lunch, I went over to a restaurant nearby. The first thing I did when I sat down was get out my cell phone and um, then and and check my my messages and things and then and then. Something happened, and immediately I thought, oh, wait a minute. And there was a, there was a very profound mo- moment of noticing that I noticed it. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I turned it off and did this, and I just sat there for a minute realizing. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I was amused. I wasn't judging myself. realized uh-huh. what I had done, and I thought and it was a, a good thing to notice that yeah, yeah, I, for sure. right away. And then the rest of the lunch, I was peaceful, and I... I um, even though I didn't get my food like forever, and and when I walked back, I had an in- I thought to set an intention and was walking with the breathing, uh-huh, and yeah, but I was just I'm really just struck by immediately uh, by noticing the cell phone right, I right automatically, yeah. and then and I know, and, and that was really quite something to, yeah yeah great to experience, and then and listening to my partner, uh, I was very really open to what she was saying as well, because ah. it still has continued yeah, with yeah. me. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I mean, and one thing that was happening here, I'm just going to kind of add on a little bit. Uh, one thing that is happening here, of course, is like I'm telling you not to use your cell phone, right? Uh, ultimately, you know, you can try to practice essentially renunciation by kind of forcing the issue, I'm not going to use this, you know, Ultimately, you have to see that it's in your best interests you know so gradually you have to start looking and asking what do I need to do that's going to be in my best interest now what does that mean? what do I need to do? what actions do I need to take that are going to support me in my efforts to open my heart you know so I don't have a cell phone, but uh, sometimes you know like I want to listen to the music when I'm going down the street you know uh, after I get off the subway let's say and You know, I'll always ask myself, like, what are the consequences here? Or do a comparison and contrast. You know, what is going to be more in my best interest? To walk down the street and be in my breath and in my body and connected to my heart? Or listening to some music I really like? Well, that's, you know, I've seen over time that it's going to serve me more to be in my heart. And not just when I walk down the street, but where am I going? You know, when I get to where I want to go, I want to be in my heart. I want to be connected to these qualities of the heart. You know, So, you, so you, that's, that's what you do in terms of developing discernment. You ask those questions. You ask those questions. Because you're only going to get so far by, like, I'm not going to do these things. You look and you see. You compare and you contrast. Like, it's really important for me to be in my heart. Why is it important for me to be in my heart? Because I want to take actions that are an expression of love for myself. I want to live my life and make the most out of my life and do things that are going to really uh, bring happiness to me. Uh, You know, it starts with you, you know? And, you know, if I can stay more in the heart, I can do those things. Now, of course, you come to realize that over time as you practice and make this effort to be connected to the heart. So, you know, the Buddha said, uh, you know, his definition of renunciation was. When you find a greater happiness, you abandon a lesser happiness for that greater happiness. So there's a greater happiness that comes from being in the heart when you're going down on the street than the happiness of the phone. From, at least that's my experience. So I abandon that and look for a greater happiness. Any other thoughts about that or the dyad or the lunchtime?